0: Welcome to the Conductor's Notes podcast featuring David Allen Miller from WMHT.org. David Allen Miller conducts the Albany Symphony, and he provides commentary on the WMHT Live broadcast. David's commentary is full of fascinating stories about the music, the performances, and more. In order to keep the program mostly music, some of what he provides ends up on the cutting room floor. This podcast contains no music, but it does contain all of David Alan Miller's commentary from the concert broadcast on WMHT Live from WMHT-FM, your classical companion. The Conductor's Notes podcast, featuring David Alan Miller's commentary for the Albany Symphony concert broadcast, is made possible in part by a grant from the Aaron Copland Fund for Music, supporting nonprofit organizations that have a history of substantial commitment to contemporary music.
1: This concert was our gala opening night, and so I wanted to start with a lot of sizzle and fun and thought, um, since John Williams is one of my favorite living composers and one whose music I don't get to play that often, that it might be fun to build a program around him and his great film music, but also include some of the most classic film music of all times. From the very sort of beginning of the genre, a great figure named Eric Wolfgang Korngold, Korngold was, uh, in certain ways, very similar to John Williams, and in other ways, quite different. He, he wasn't born in America. John Williams, of course, was, uh, in Floral Park, New York, in fact, in 1932. Korngold was born in Europe, in what's now, I guess, the Czech Republic, at the end of the 19th century, in 1897. He was the son of a very famous music critic, Julius Korngold, who actually, when Eric Wolfgang Korngold was a very young boy, uh, inherited uh, a very celebrated position in Vienna. Vienna, the music capital of Europe at the time, Uh, the position that had been held by the great critic Hanslich, who was a good friend of Brahms and was right at the epicenter of the Brahms-Wagner showdown in the mid-late 19th century. And so uh, Mr. Korngold Sr. was a a very influential figure in Vienna's life and in European life in general. And his son, Eric, was this incredible phenom. From the time he was a a very little boy, he was proclaimed the next Mozart, uh, a, a prodigious composer composer and pianist really gained the notice of some of Europe and particularly Austria's leading composers including Mahler, Richard Strauss, Alexander Simlinsky who all proclaimed him the, the next great composer. Uh, as a young man he wrote all sorts of works and they were all performed including some some operas one of which is still played to this day to Tchaikovsky's The Dead City, very dramatic kind of expressionistic opera. Uh, rather uh, traditional sounding composer in that he He really was a great fan of and and became, I guess, as he grew up, a a friend and kind of disciple of Mahler and Strauss. His music very much owes a great deal to those composers. In the 1920s and 30s, because he had been writing so much dramatic music for opera, uh, he had befriended the great director, Max Reinhardt. And Reinhardt had started to go to Hollywood and spend time there making incredibly ornate uh, movies, one of which uh, is still seen sometimes to this day. It's an incredible thing. It's a a version of Midsummer Night's Dream uh, with the music of Mendelssohn woven into it. But Korngold was, was invited by Reinhardt to go out to Hollywood in the mid-30s, which Korngold did, and began to sort of have this dual life of going to Hollywood, writing for film, and then coming back to Vienna. And as things got worse in the mid-30s in Europe, as Nazism rose to power, Korngold took his family and, and moved full-time to Hollywood and began to score music for film, and became really one of the absolute go-to people in the nascent film music industry in the 1940s, really. And so um, I thought it'd be fun to start this mainly film music program uh, with a suite from one of Korngold's most famous uh, film scores. This is the suite from the Seahawk. Seahawk was a a 1940 film, one of Errol Flynn's great swashbuckling adventures about how he essentially single-handedly takes on the entire Spanish armada. Uh, He is a Seahawk, one of those uh, English pirates who works kind of informally for Queen Elizabeth. And so there's a, a great character characterization of Queen Elizabeth as a, as a not very flattering kind of conniving lady. And, of course, Errol Flynn is gorgeous. He wins the young Spanish princess, who he has to take the whole film to charm. But it's quite a, an epic film. Uh, lots of uh, heroic moments, but also lots of really difficult, tragic moments in the middle. He becomes a slave because he's captured by the Spaniards and has to... Uh, but what, what what struck me in, in seeing this film, which I had never seen, was how central the music is to the film. It's... It, I'd always thought, because, you know, as film music evolved, for a long period of time really until John Williams it, it became I don't want to say peripheral but certainly it always was meant simply to serve the dramatic impact of the film and so, so the actual amount of music used and the presence of music in film I think probably gradually diminished from 1940 from the time of the Seahawk to the 1960s at least. Uh, but what I was struck by was how incredibly symphonic this score was and how present the musical score was throughout the film. So this is about a 14-minute suite of some of the highlights from that great, great swashbuckling adventure. This is Eric Wolfgang Korngold's Seahawk Suite from
0: 1940.
1: The Albany Symphony is conducted by me,
0: David Allen Miller. This is the Conductor's Notes podcast, only from WMHT-FM, your classical companion, and WMHT.org. Even though this opening concert of the season, our opening night
1: gala, was a mainly film music celebration, being an Albany Symphony concert, I very much wanted to include a new work by one of our favorite young composers. And so I asked Lauren Loyocono, a composer whose music we've played already now twice before, if she might be able to contribute a new score, a relatively new score, to the concert. And she, in fact, had a piece, uh, a piece that had been played once at Yale University, where she had done her undergraduate work and her master's degree before going on to do her doctorate at Cornell with the great Steve Stuckey. Uh, This piece had been played once at Yale. And I think Lauren had felt there were some things she really wanted to adapt and change and improve, so she withdrew it. And this was a perfect opportunity for her to revisit this piece and to really refine it. It's a charming little six-and-a-half or seven-minute piece called Bossa Shift. And the way Lauren described it was uh, when she was a a young girl growing up on Long Island, she would often go visit her grandparents, who uh, were huge fans of Bossa Nova music. And they would play these wonderful records they had, and she would kind of dance with them in their living room. And she has this kind of vague memory of what that music sounded like. So this is a a piece that, in essence, it's sort of like a memory piece, remembers sort of through the the veil of a lot of time that has passed uh, this beautiful memory of herself dancing Bossa Nova as a little girl with her grandparents. Here it is, newly revised, just a couple of years old. Uh, It's a work by Lauren Loyacono, who was born in 1989. This is Bossa
0: Shift, the Albany Symphony is conducted by me, David Allen Miller. This is the Conductor's Notes podcast only from WMHT FM, your classical companion, and WMHT.org. That was Lauren Lacono's Bossa Shift.
1: Uh, Lauren is a 28-year-old composer, recently having received her doctorate from Cornell University, a remarkable young composer, and we're excited that we're going to be having her back during the season. She's uh, actually what's called our composer-educator partner, so she'll be doing a great education program with a group of Albany Public School 5th and 6th graders, and then she'll be back on our American Music Festival in early June for the world premiere of her brand new piano concerto, which... I hope she's writing as we speak. That was the second work on our program, and to continue, I wanted to Return to Erich Wolfgang Korngold, because Korngold was such an interesting figure. He, he had this early career where he, at the beginning of his career, was a, a serious concert creator, concert composer, writing symphonic works and operas. And then after moving to Hollywood in the 30s, became really exclusively a film composer. And I read somewhere recently that he actually vowed not to write anything but film music until Adolf Hitler was vanquished. So in 1945, at the end of the Second World War, uh, he turned back back to symphonic works and decided to fashion as the very first one of his new purely symphonic works a brand new violin concerto at the invitation of the greatest of all violinists of the day Yasha Heifetz who of course was living and working in Hollywood and teaching at USC so Korngold, even though this was to be a purely symphonic work, actually took themes from some of his most famous movies of the past five or so years and used those as the, the subjects of this work, but treated them entirely symphonically and created a gorgeous three-movement, very haunting and beautiful violin concerto that, that really has become one of the repertoire staples, one of the 20th century violin concerto repertoire staples, having been played, performed, and recorded by virtually every violinist of note, certainly of, of our day and of, of the the previous generation. So it's a great opportunity to give a, a chance to a, a wonderful young violinist of the next generation. Our soloist is Simone Porter, who's a student at the Colburn School in uh, Los Angeles, California. Uh, she's a student of the great Robert Lipset, a good friend of mine who's one of the greatest violin teachers in the country and the world. We've had her once before playing the barber some years ago. She did a wonderful job, and it's great to have her back with us. This concerto, ostensibly, is uh, reputedly, is one of the most difficult in the repertoire, because the last movement, although the first two movements are rather introspective and and reflective, the third movement is demonically difficult. It's said that when Korngold gave Heifetz the score, uh, Heifetz said, I I love it, but the the third movement just isn't technically challenging enough. Could you make it harder? And so Korngold obliged him, so that's been the bane of the existence of all subsequent violinists. There is an amazing recording with Heifetz that still is on YouTube, I'm sure you can hear it, in which he plays it at this blistering, blistering tempo. Other violinists play it wonderfully, as does our great young soloist, Simone. It is an incredibly daunting last movement, an achingly beautiful first two movements. To me, it almost sounds like a a Richard Strauss violin concerto. It's got such beautiful, late romantic, harmonic and melodic material in it. So here it is uh, from 1945, a work that was written for the great Jascha Heifetz, Eric Wolfgang Korngold's Violin Concerto in D Major, Opus 35. Our violin soloist is the young violinist Simone Porter. The work is in three movements, Moderato Nobile, a noble moderato, second movement Romance Andante, a rather slow-tempoed r- romance, and the finale Allegro Assai Vivace, a very, very fast Allegro. The orchestra is the Albany Symphony, conducted by me, David Allen Miller.
0: This is the Conductor's Notes Podcast, only from WMHTFM, your classical companion, and WMHT.org. The Conductors Notes Podcast featuring David Allen Miller's commentary for the Albany Symphony Concert Broadcast is made possible in part by a grant from the Aaron Copeland Fund for Music, supporting nonprofit organizations that have a history of substantial commitment to contemporary music.
1: The final work on our program was a really exciting one for me and for the orchestra, because the music of this great composer just always sounds so fantastic. It's none other than the Star Wars Suite by John Williams. Now, of course, there's been a huge amount of music written by John Williams uh, for the various Star Wars films. This suite uh, was the original one that he compiled, not only from the original movie, but I think uh, two of the movements also come from The Empire Strikes Back. But this is kind of Ur Star Wars from the early days when the movie first burst before the public so very exciting very iconic film music John Williams is such an interesting figure he's, he's a lovely lovely man uh, now in his his mid-80s born in 1932 so I guess that makes him 87 years old probably or 86 or 87 exactly my dad's age He had a fascinating career. He he was born uh, here in the great state of New York in Floral Park, which I I believe is on Long Island. His father was a professional percussionist, and actually two of his brothers also became professional uh, percussionists. And I think they both live and work in Hollywood. So the whole all the Williams boys are out there. And John also played piano, jazz piano actually as a young man, and played in a lot of bands. When he was a teenager, the family moved out to Los Angeles, and he um, finished his schooling, his high school uh, at North Hollywood High in in. Los Angeles, and began doing session work, performing uh, on piano, but also arranging and composing. He he became very close to the great Henry Mancini and did a lot of arranging work for him. But in addition, he he actually did a lot of of television shows, episodes of Gilligan's Island. Uh, He really was a a journeyman, Hollywood composer-arranger, and learned the craft really step-by-step from the very beginning, and eventually began to arrange and then create his own music for for film, and has actually now been nominated for 50 Academy Awards, strangely only winning five, so it's not a very good good odds, which is strange to me. I, I can't imagine how anybody else could win against him. He certainly has become the great, great man of, of film music and of music in America, the most famous composer in the world, the richest composer in the world, bar none, the one who's made the most money off of his many, many uh, incredible films, not only the Star Wars group, but the Harry Potter group, and all of Steven Spielberg's movies, I think, except Except, excepting perhaps there are three Steven Spielberg movies that he didn't score, but otherwise he's done every single one of Spielberg's movies. And just a great, great composer who, who like Korngold, uh, has channeled the great figures of the past. You know, Similarly, he owes a great debt of gratitude to Richard Strauss. He seems to be a composer that film composers gravitate to. And yet his music is always fresh and exciting and brilliant. So a great uh, treat to be able to play this wonderful original suite from Star Wars by John Williams. This is the Star Wars suite. Uh, It has five movements. One, the main title. Two, Princess Leia's theme. Three, the Imperial March, Darth Vader's theme. Four, Yoda's theme. And five, Throne Room and End Title. Here now to close our film night concert, the Albany Symphony performs John Williams' suite from Star Wars, conducted by me, David Allen Miller.
0: Thanks for listening to the Conductor's Notes podcast featuring David Allen Miller of the Albany Symphony Orchestra from WMHT-FM, your classical companion, and WMHT.org.